Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. I hope you're enjoying these last three episodes with my good friend, Dean Briggs. Uh, And I want to say at the get-go, go to paypal.me backslash Dean Briggs Ministry. That's Dean, D-A-D-E-A-N-B-R-I-G-G-S Ministries and give a seed into their lives and sow into this revelation and let this seed produce after its own kind that you would receive what uh, we are are, uh, endeavoring to disseminate to you. We don't, we're just not disseminating information, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually disseminating, but more more, uh, realistically, we're revealing knowledge. There is revelation knowledge that has been flowing on these, and you need to receive this. And, and I just want to jump right in here, Dean, and I, and I, I want to talk about something uh, that, that's been on my heart to share with people about people that thought that they've sinned away their day of grace, and they've, that they, they don't have, and, and they've been so bad. And, and there's some of, my, some of our listeners, I know, because I've met many people that feel like this, that they're, they're sin or their life or their past life has all been worse than anybody else's and that their sin cannot be forgiven and or any of this uh, and and it's and it's led a lot of people to go into deeper deeper sin because the enemy offers you a, a noise to drowned out the noise and then he offers you a greater noise to drown out that other noise and it's just one lie for another lie and you get perpetually pushed away from the throne of god because of condemnation and shame and i want to lift off condemnation and shame today by you understanding the new covenant life and and your new covenant lifestyle but your new creation you have become a brand new creation For the last 2,000 years, there's been a new species on the earth called the royal race. And I've said this to you before, and and I'm standing behind it. And there's only two races that live on the earth. There's not a black race, a white race, a red race, a a yellow race, a green race, a purple race, a, a multicolored race. There's only two races, the human race. And now, for the last 2,000 years, we've had a royal race. How do we live as a citizen of this royal race? And so I want to answer a couple of questions, and I'm going to start off by reading a scripture. So it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and I'm going to read 1 through 4, it says, stand, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Ah, you got to meditate on that scripture. Verse 2, indeed, I... Paul say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will be will profit you nothing. And if I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. Okay, here's a scripture I wanted to get to. You have become estranged from Christ. You have you attempt to be justified 
by law, you have fallen from grace. Do you want to comment on that at all, Dean, or do you want me to read that other scripture? Uh, well, I think uh, uh, I think the, the the passage in Galatians five, the context uh, is maybe worth just unpacking a little bit. Mm. Paul is dealing with Go believers, it, yeah, uh, that have have come to uh, the new covenant by grace through faith. And yet there are pressures and there were pressures all over because most of the new converts for the longest time uh, were uh, uh, Jews and Jewish centers that rejected Christ and uh, sought to be faithful to Moses. But then some of them would come to Christ. And in the midst of that, other Gentiles would come to Christ. And then they're trying to figure out how to do life together because there is this, there was this pressure that the Judaizers right. would put on the new Gentile believers. The, the, the Jews who came to Christ would seek to be faithful to the law of Moses while following Christ, and they expected the Gentiles to do the same. And so uh, uh, Paul is addressing the Galatians who are subtly, incrementally, coming back under that yoke and he's saying why would you if you've been set free why would you come back under a yoke of slavery and we have to determine what the slavery is uh, uh barry it uh, whether i think your translation says bondage mine right. says slavery it's not the bondage and slavery of sin mm. the the bondage oh, and the whoa, slavery whoa. he's talking whoa. about is bondage and slavery to law wow and so that so is, we, that. so it, now it, that we, sets up the, the, the context. Go ahead. No, like we, it, we're so, we're so, <laughs> it, it, this is the problem with us starting Genesis chapter three, our theology starting in Genesis chapter three instead of Genesis chapter one. We always think it's about us. We always think like no longer under the bondage of sin and what I did and all. No, it, it's a much deeper thing than that. It is a bondage and a yoke of slavery to the law, which is, you know, strapping this dead man to my back and living my life with the dead man strapped to me and as his corpse is, is decaying and, and producing death in me. And this, we cannot be yoked to that old man in, in who is yoked underneath the condemnation of the law of death. You know, Barry, it, I mean, uh, uh, Paul in all of his works, uh, Ephesians, Colossians, Galatians, uh, Corinthians, he'll spend the first few chapters establishing high doctrinal truth. It's all about the revelation of Christ. It's all about yeah. our position, the finished yeah. work. Yeah. He gets to the practicals. He moves from orthodoxy to orthopraxy. He moves from faith to works. He talks about it. even here in Galatians five, a few verses later, he says, okay, now that you understand you need to stay free, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. So it's not the establishing of freedom unto licentiousness. It's mm -hmm. not the establishment of freedom unto uh, whatever uh, sinful habits or patterns that misses the point entirely. You're saved and delivered into the righteousness of Christ so that you can actually live in that righteousness for the first time in your life. 
So it's it, we, we have to understand Paul has a methodology. He establishes right thinking so that right behavior can be natural to our lives, not foreign to it. Amen. So the, we, we need to live the, uh, because we have the spirit of righteousness on the inside of us. And that we've, you know, we talked about it last week, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, that we become one with the spirit of the living God. So the, being in Christ Jesus, actually being in a place that I become one with the spirit of the living God. I'm, it's not atonement of the Old Testament. It's at one of the new covenant. Right. Right. And so we, because I have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I now have the liberty and power to live a holy life here on the earth. So I'm living from my righteousness. I'm living from my holiness. I'm living from my place of seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers of darkness. We are actually there. And you need to understand that. We need to understand. And, and I'll tell you, Paul the Apostle, we, about two or three episodes ago, I, we talked about how Paul the Apostle says, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing. Oh, this wretched flesh. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand Paul the Apostle had bad days and he forgot whose he was and who he was for a moment and here in time and here in place and, 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 and forgot that he met Jesus and he became one with the, the king of glory. And this is the, that is flowing out of his life and was transforming his life and transforming his mind. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed by circumstances and situations. And I just want to cut you some slack. And I want to break off the spirit of condemnation. I want to break off the spirit of shame. Matter of fact, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against shame and condemnation. I command it to get off your life. But more than that, I say the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Rise up in the midst of these people right now in the mighty name of Jesus and displace everything contrary to their dream of God for their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, Barry, I, I actually see uh, Romans 7 a, a little differently there. I okay. think he's just doing what he did in other in other books and to other groups like Galatians 5. Okay. Stand firm. Don't be subject to a yoke of slavery. Uh, he is focusing on the yoke of slavery to law. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Paul is doing in Romans 7. We look at the first, uh, we want to get to Romans 8. All of our lives, we want to get to Romans 8. There is therefore yes. now no condemnation yes, yeah. to those who are in Christ. The spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. We want to get to Romans 8. The, the new creation life starts in Romans 8. But Paul builds a careful legal and mathematical argument. Romans 1 and 2, the uh, all creation condemned. Uh, 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 the, the man Abraham in chapters three, four, and five, he, he builds an argument out of history, uh, out of creation coming under sin, Abraham starting to, uh, uh, be the man of faith and the Jews, uh, born as Abraham's seed. And yet none of them under the law could escape the power of sin. Right. And so he finally gets us to two pivotal chapters, building an argument. He gets us to Romans six, which is you have to die to sin. That only happens in Christ. Mm -hmm. Romans seven is you have to die to the law that only happens in Christ. 
Then Romans 8, you can finally be a new creation. We want to we want to bounce from Romans 6 to Romans 8. And sometimes Romans 7 is confusing to us in that regard. Paul is actually describing in Romans 7 the perils of uh, believing you've died to sin, but not yet understanding that you've also died to the law. And you have to go through both. The, the, the law will keep you in that inner turmoil, even if you have a theology for having died to sin, if you don't know that you've been, uh, you've uh, uh, in Christ died to the law, Romans 8 is still hard to get to, and uh, uh, impossible to get to. And that's what he's saying here. You cannot live in freedom if you're still subject to the yoke of the slavery of the law. Can, th- there, there's an Old Testament illustration that's powerful in this. Can I give it real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So we all know uh, the, 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 the challenge of uh, slavery to sin and the challenge of the orphan spirit. Right. And we all want to move into sonship. Yes. And yet one of Paul's greatest accolades that he would apply to himself was actually that he was a bond slave, yeah. a bond slave of Christ. Yeah. And a bond slave was a different breed. It wasn't a slave by indebtedness. It was a slave by choice out of love. Wow. And the Old Testament had the, the ritual of the bond slave. Many okay. of your listeners will be familiar with it, but I want to give it a new covenant application right out of what we're talking about. Okay, let if me a just, man, let me yeah. just say this before you go there. Don't lose your thought. Yeah. But there are all of the old covenant is not the law. And all of the new Testament is not the new creation. And so you can find new covenant principles in the old Testament that are applicable, like the Abrahamic, um, you know, being a descendant, being grafted into Abraham and, and that covenant and the covenant of grace. So anyway, just, just to, you know, re- reiterate that point. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Go ahead. I, well, so anyway, if, if a man had been an indentured servant of a, of a master, uh, but then had fulfilled his uh, obligations and was about to be set free. It says, but if he desired, if he realized he had it better with that master than he could have it on his own, he maybe had a wife and children and he wanted to live under the house of that master, the protection of that master, the kindness of that master. He could be free, but he didn't want to be free. He would rather be, and so we're talking about different qualities of freedom here and right. different kinds of slavery. Yeah. He said he would go to that master and say, I'm, I'm forfeiting all my rights to my own life. I want to be yours forever. Wow. Well, then what would happen is that master would take him to the door, take a nail and an, a, a hammer, and he would nail his ear to the door of the master's house. And that was the symbol that he was now under the master's care, protection, and provision forever. Well, now there's there's different things happening here yeah. uh, uh, because that man has entered a voluntary kind of, of life with the master that Paul said, Paul actually talked about the life of the bond slave 
as the highest form of obedience and surrender to God, you can mm. actually only do it out of sonship. But here's the point. When we operate with a mosaic covenant, an old covenant mindset right. in our discipleship, we fear the freedom that Paul advocates here. Paul is actually saying you've got to get fully free before you can become that level of bond slave. Mm. Paul is, Paul, and that's what the bond slave had. He had to be fully free. It had to be his own choice to come into the master's care at that level. He had to become fully free. But what happened when he made that choice? He entered into a different relationship with the master and there was a new opening in his ear. This is the kind of revelation we're talking whoa, about. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. So because this slave who has lived underneath this ruler, and obviously a benevolent king right. or a benevolent leader, right. uh, and he has seen everything, felt everything, and knows and has participated in the goodness of this king, and he can trust him. Right. And so when he comes and then he says he's, his debt has been paid in full, which Jesus paid the debt for us. So that, right. but anyway, that's a, that's another topic uh, or a side shoot. But so he, he's the 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 servant, the slave has paid his debt. He is free to go. But he says, no, I the this benevolent king has been so good to me and my family. I know he's going to continue. And so when you come into that relationship, you're pierced in your ability to hear you, you have, have a new, new opening in the ear of revelation that you can now participate in that will bring you new levels of freedom that you didn't even think possible that's exactly right and, and and yet in the in the context of what we're describing as an old testament type it points imperfectly but with insight nonetheless we have to be fully free Right. to choose that level of surrender. And if we choose that level of surrender, we move into new levels of revelation and relationship. And so Paul is saying you actually have to get fully free. And, and when we're discipled under Moses, that's the one thing we fear the most. What am I going to do if I'm fully free? I don't trust myself. See, mm. the law of Moses actually puts restraints upon us that we trust more than the Holy Spirit within us. Right. Paul's warning to the Galatians was, if you've been set free, you can't return to that yoke. You have to fully embrace your freedom because that's the only way you can move to a deeper level of surrender and a deeper level of revelation. Wow. So I'm going to ask you a question and it's a it probably takes about 20 episodes to answer this one question. How does one get fully free to come to that place in that position in Christ Jesus where you are now a bond servant and you're in this new level of encounters with God? Yeah. Wow, Barry. I mean, you know, some of it is like which comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? I said that the other day. Yeah. Uh, I think we make the small choices that open our ear so yeah. that we can get the revelation, but the yeah. revelation is part of what opens our ear to yeah. want to surrender in those ways. It's a catch and 22, but it's not because what it is, is 
Ladies and gentlemen, we just need a revelation of whose we are. I, I used to teach people on who they are and, and even a lot of the motivation because I, I know if you raise a child in a, according to his particular bent in life, when he grows up, he'll never depart. So if you get people locked into who, who they are, they're not going to be far from him. But the Lord says, he says, that that's part of the story. He says, Barry, but please stop pe teaching people who they are before you teach them whose they are. Exactly. So when we understand whose we are, and I'm my beloved and he is mine. And that in the great price that he paid for my liberty and my freedom, and that I can come out from underneath uh, that, that um, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. That I, I think it all begins with a revelation of un, the understanding of, of this new covenant that we yes. are part of. And the new covenant is not, it's, unto itself the new covenant is the doorway it is the construct in which we can live our 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 ultimately wonderful free and um exciting lives well i kind of i kind of took us off your passage a, a little bit no, uh, no but I, it's coming I, back around and i'm going to ask yeah. you another question in just a minute <laughs> well i think i think because uh to get to verse four, understanding is for freedom that Christ set us free. Yeah. And that requires a posture of vigilance on our part. We have to stand firm. Otherwise, that yoke of slavery is so familiar to us. Mm -hmm. That yoke of slavery is so easy to come under because the law removes mystery. See, man was made in the garden to fellowship the law with God. It removes mystery. It does. The law? It removes mm -hmm. mystery. The moment you codify, okay, here's the 10 things you do. Yeah. Do this and you're fine with God. I yeah. don't check the boxes. Relate. What's that? Check the boxes. If I just check, if I just do my right. devotion, if I don't cheat on my wife, if I do the 10 commandments, if I do this, I'm good. Okay. Right. I can go to bed now. I'm, 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 I'm a good person. Right. We don't actually have to relate to God. This is why. Adam and Eve's failure, it's why the tree of the knowledge of good and evil brought death into the world. It's not because God said, if you do that, I'm going to kill you. He said, if you eat of that tree, you'll die. Yeah. Because the fruit of that tree was poisonous to the original design of man. We were meant to know God and fellowship with him. And that involves nuance and mystery and dynamics that once you turn, just, just think about this, once you turn and say, instead of God, what do I do? Oh, here's what I do. Now I just do this and don't right. do this. Yeah. I'm no longer in relationship with my life source. No. I've Principle taken- become your God. That's right. I've taken the eternal values and qualities of him, and I've externalized them in a way that I can obey or disobey in, in complete neglect of relationship with him. So the law becomes a mechanism to righteousness apart from relationship. Right. But that is why it's poisonous. We're going to die in that scenario. Yeah. Barry, isn't it interesting the first question that God has in the garden is, who told you that you were naked? Right? Who told you that you were naked? The implication is, prior to you eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you didn't know anything unless we were talking about it. 
Right. So now you know something apart from me. That's because poison has been introduced into the system. We were in relationship together and all of your life was wrapped up in me. Now you've turned to a different life source. That's what kills you. So we have to be vigilant because that yoke is so easy to take up on ourselves. And in the process of that, if we take that yoke, we end up severing ourselves from Christ. If we seek to be justified by the law, we fall from grace. And all of a sudden, our old covenant thing comes in in a passage that's meant to establish us in the new covenant reality. We think, oh, no, I've fallen from grace. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm sinning. What sin have I committed? What terrible thing has divorced me from God? And this is the very passage that's meant to help us understand it's a different kind of falling from grace. You're actually falling from your dependence on God to be your righteousness, not your ability to do the thing that makes you righteous. Wow. Woo! Uh, Father God, I thank you for the freedom and the liberty that we are receiving right now. Lord God, I pray grace to stay in grace. Father, I'm asking, Lord God, for a revelation of your goodness to hit us today that we would be able to, Lord God, never fall from grace, that we would always be under grace. And Father God, we long for our... To, to not only have a relationship, but deepen our relationship. So give us eyes to see, ears to hear, mm-hmm. and the mind to perceive what the Spirit wants to share mm-hmm. with us today. Because, Father God, we do not want to be uh, character-driven, principle-driven people only. We want our intimacy to produce our character. We want our intimacy to produce our principles that we're living by in Jesus' name. We just had a speaker, Dean, at our church yeah. on the weekend. Um, uh, apostle, uh, well, Pastor Jeff Johns, he's an apostle for sure, but he just goes by Pastor uh, Jeff Johns. And he was talking about how that we cannot live our lives on what we heard. We must be living our lives on, on our hearing. Amen. We be, and we need to have that constant ongoing relationship in the unveiling of the mysteries. Well, it, from you know, God as our teacher. And, and it, I hear people talking about we need to be, you know, purpose driven. We need to be principle driven and character undergirded. And, and I, I agree with those things. But I, you know what? I hate this. Uh, get, uh, an character over anointing that yeah. we're more interested in character over anointing. And I, and I get what they're saying. But what right. they're saying is. Uh, that if I just have good character, it's better than being anointed. And, and that is just a filthy law-based law, lie. It's yeah. a, and, and we need to understand it. The anoint, the, the yoke is destroyed by the anointing. The, what is the anointing? It's the shemen. It, that's the Hebrew word shemen there, which means uh, the spirit of life. It's yeah. the seed of life. Yeah. And so I need to be anointed with the seed of life. That will displace the death that is trying always to creep back into my life by the law, by doing and uh, do's and don'ts and performance Christianity. Well, I mean, not, not, not to try to uh, overdo the connection, but what you're saying, it's not just what we've heard. It's what we're hearing. Yeah. And so we have to move from uh, 
the slavery of indebtedness, which the law produces to the finished work. And that's a picture of what Christ achieves for us is what sets us free. And out of that, we're now in the space of voluntary love. And in voluntary love, when we come back to, to the master's house, we're in a different kind of relationship. It's not the indebtedness of law. It's no. voluntary love. Yeah. And in voluntary love, there's a new opening in the ear. We actually have a different level of relationship with the master. Okay. And we're in a different quality, a different position of hearing. That is the picture. It's why believers all over the earth really have to enter into the new covenant. Yeah. You have to get free. It's why you started with this verse, Barry. You have to get free with the freedom that Christ has given so yeah. that you can move into the voluntary surrender of deeper life. And now di- there's a different quality of connection to him, hearing his voice, a fellowship with him. This is the process and we have to guard against coming back under that yoke. When we come under the yoke of, of the law, we actually forfeit our right to hear the Lord in the way that he wants to talk to us. We're, we're, we're divorcing ourselves from our life. He paid a dear price for this. I want to live in the fullness of that life with him. Yeah, and, and there's so much that we are missing out on because we're, we're living off the nutrients of old manna. I mean, not, I mean, not even, I mean, we're, our focus is on getting out of the law and getting out from underneath the tutelage of the, of the Mosaic law and getting underneath the tutelage of Jesus Christ and, and the revelation right. that Paul, the apostle had about the new covenant. So, but, right. but even, even old, old um, manna from past seasons, we need to, we need to grow beyond um, living off of, our, our, our old revelation, and we need to be living off of a current now word from the Lord. What is the Lord saying regarding your life right now? So this, I mean, that's another talk, yeah. topic completely and, and something that we will tackle at another another day. But, uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, let's just finish with this, yeah. this other scripture that I was talking about. And that I've, I, many people have, have stumbled over this scripture. And, and, and you even said that uh, it, it may take a whole you know, uh, several different, you know, podcasts and maybe even we'll do this again, Barry. <laughs> but it's found this this conundrum that that a lot of people stumble over is found in Hebrews chapter 10. And it starts in verse 26. And it says, for if we sin will willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So I'm going to just stop there. That that's that's, and a lot of people, you know what they say that uh, 50% of of people that are in that used to be in asylums, we don't have them in Canada anymore. Very many of them. Um, and that's that's another topic completely. Um, but. 50% of asylums a few years ago, the studies were do, that put people there is that they thought they sinned away their day of grace. Wow. And that's a huge statistic that they, they just went, 
because they had the knowledge of God, but yet they willfully went and committed the adulterous affair. Wow. But you know what we're saying is we're saying is that 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 sin is greater than the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that obliterated sin. Sin no longer has dominion over you. So what I think, and maybe you can help me unpack this, and I just want to, for if, I'm going to read it again. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, for if we live sinfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. And so I had this explained to me by a spiritual father one day, and it says, you need to understand, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're such a bad person, that there's no way that you can, that you've come to this level of your relationship with God. And then all of a sudden the storms of life come and you're trying to escape it by getting involved in pornography or drugs. And, and, and then you can become addicted to something. And now you, you, you feel like you, you, now there's no hope for you. I want to break this lie right now. That's not what this scripture is saying. It says, uh, there, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. So when you are falling from grace, you are taking yourself out from underneath the grace of God by putting yourself underneath the law of sin and death. And I want to say to you, you can come out from the law of sin and death today and accept the payment that Jesus made. All you have to do, First Corinthians, First John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. So you are one repentance away from receiving the sacrifice that Jesus already made. So why does it say there's no sacrifice that can be made for that sin? Is because you're underneath the law. You put yourself back underneath the law and Jesus is not gonna die again just because you're underneath the law. He died once for all and destroyed sin completely. And all you have to do now is turn back to the grace of God. And I'm asking Father God to give you a grace to repent and come back underneath the truth of the grace of the gospel, the truth of the grace of God in your total and complete freedom. And I decree and declare that you have been set free in every way from anyone's control, that whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. You are set free in every way from anyone's control. And the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. In Jesus' name. Dean, can you just add into that in, in your thoughts? I don't know if you want to read on anymore or, or what. Well, what yeah, I, th- I mean, I think um, what you're revealing is the... The challenge, again, not to beat a dead horse, but it's so important, the challenge of reading Scripture with an Old Covenant mindset. The hermeneutic of all of Scripture is now the cross. And if we are not reading out of the finished work of Christ, what was accomplished, and unto what end for the full purpose of redemption in us, we end up skewing things. We read Scripture according to Moses. And we end up with, uh, you know, uh, uh, a valid interpretation based on the old covenant. But you have to be in the new covenant reading with new covenant eyes. So, you know, we just got out of Galatians and it said, if you're seeking to be justified by the law, you have to keep the whole law. And in doing so, that actually severs you from Christ to live that way. And that is the definition of falling from grace. If you're going to seek your righteousness according to the law, you have to do it all. 
that that exercise is to remove yourself from dependence on Christ. And that is the definition of falling from grace. So we have to let scripture interpret scripture. Now we're talking about what it means to fall from grace. Uh, and and you, you, you did it really well. I mean, I'll, I'll just back up a little bit. If you go, we have to understand the, the, the book we're in. We're in the book to the Hebrews, right? right. This mm-hmm. is uh, uh, what the Romans law-based was. Society. To, what's that? The law-based society. Right. What Romans was to the Gentiles, Hebrews is to the Jews. It explores the full history of, of uh, Israel, the oracles of the Lord given to Israel, Moses, the law, the covenants, and it says Jesus is better than all of it. Jesus yeah. is better than angels. He's better than uh, uh, Moses. He's better than the priest, the uh, Levitical priesthood, the Melchizedek priesthood, better than the Levitical priesthood. Jesus is better than all of it. And the challenge is to believe that. Yeah. The great warning of Hebrews is you act to the Jews, you actually have to believe when you come to Christ, you have to stay in Christ and you have to believe that his salvation is not only sufficient, but superior to everything that the old Testament pointed to. So just, I'll, I'll just add a couple things. And then I, I know we're almost out of time, if not out, but a few verses before in verse 18, he says, where there is no, where there is forgiveness of these things, uh, there is no longer any offering for sin. Well, he's talking about the power of the cross. When, when the, the, the sins according to the law are forgiven, the sacrifice in Christ has been made eternally. There is no longer any offering. Well, you, you can't jump to verse 26 that says, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin and assume he's in a different conversation. Mm-hmm. The context is what Christ has done. The, the, uh, the law, uh, a couple chapters before Hebrews 8, it ends with saying the law is actually being made obsolete. Yeah. So we're in this continuity of thought of the 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 place of the law, the purpose of the law, and the insufficiency of the law in a new covenant context. And, and now he says, if you get that revelation and you go on sinning deliberately, what is the great sin in Hebrews? It's unbelief. Right. If you maintain a posture of unbelief in the finished work of Christ, there's actually not anything else he can do. There's no longer an offering for sin. You have to actually settle that he's done it. Stay in that place. Even when, even when your circumstances and your situations in the temporary realm are screaming the absolute opposite, you must stand on the new covenant law and what Jesus has done and your circumstances and your situation will change according to your standing upon this. That's a, so verse 26 through verse, uh, you know, uh, uh, 29, 30 is not a proof text of the weak link of the new covenant. No. It can't be taken out and oh. it's like, well, unpack that why. a little bit. Unpack right. that a little bit. You just said something, a mouthful there. It, it's not the proof test, the litmus test of the weakness of the new covenant. Whoa, that that's money. That's, that's money. That's right. There. 
because because actually so before it's saying there is there's there's no longer any offering then we get to there's no longer a sacrifice for sins you keep reading and 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 verse 38 39 it says my righteous one shall live by faith and if he shrinks back i have no pleasure in him but we are not of those who shrink back right but are of those who have faith what is this it's the persevering faith in the power of the new covenant this is the book, Barry, that says we come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, how are we going to have confidence to come boldly to the throne of grace if I proof text verse 26 and I let anything and everything steal my confidence in God because I've committed an unpardonable sin and now I have no confidence to come to him? Yeah, the book just... itself is, a, is an argument against the proof text interpretation. That's so good. So I'm going to read this um, uh, Hebrews 10, 6, 10, 26 again. I'm going to emphasize the last part. It says there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. And if, but if you go all the way back to Hebrews 10, 10, it says, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. So, once for all. So he's he you're not going to put yourself back underneath the law and he's going to he's going to come and 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 be this that sacrificial lamb again. No, you need to get back underneath the grace and understand Father God forgive me for adding anything onto Jesus Christ and him crucified. Forgive me Lord God and and Lord God give me the grace to walk and understand the goodness and the glory and the unveiling mystery of the gospel of grace. Yeah. For by one verse 14, for by one offering, yeah, he has perfected for all time those who yeah, are being forever. sanctified. Yeah. Now, you and I are being sanctified, Barry. Yeah. But in the ups and downs of my sanctification, when I'm up, I remain. I feel, well, when I'm up, I feel like I'm I'm doing it. I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, when I'm down, I feel like I've fallen from grace. It, that, that misses the point that grace is in the up and the down yeah. because I've already been made perfect with one offering he perfected for all time that settles it. Now I'm working my sanctification out of the security of that. So if I get to verse 26 and it talks about an offering that can't be made again, I have to interpret it out of the work of that offering that achieved a perf perfect work on my behalf. I am being sanctified out of that perfect work. Otherwise, I have no confidence. And to fall from grace is to lose my confidence in what he is doing in the ups and downs because of what Christ did perfectly for me. I'm saved. I'm being saved and I will be saved. Amen. I am sanctified. I'm being sanctified and I will be sanctified. Amen. And so we know that this journey called life has its ups and downs and its ebbs and flows, but understanding that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my best days and on my worst days, and when I'm uh, when I have you know been blindsided and 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 the cares of life are overtaking and a death in a in the family member or or a divorce or a bankruptcy and all these things that are trying to define you these are not meant to define you delay you 
or, or deny you. These are meant, these, these struggles in life from the perspective of the new covenant, from the perspective of being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you need to understand these oppositions are nothing more than an opportunity to grow in grace, power, and authority and, and become the answer and solution to your spheres of influence and metron of ministry. Amen. And when we do this, Barry, when we do this, it shifts. Yeah. It shifts our emotions. It shifts our mindset. Yeah. It shifts our desire for the Lord yeah. because we we aren't afraid that he's got holding a big stick behind his hand. It, it shifts uh, how we weather the storms and disappointments and failures, even our, our, our slipping into old habits. It shifts our outlook. It shifts our understanding of scripture. The new covenant is so good because the author and perfecter of our faith, the Lord of mercy, the, 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 the lamb that was slain, who's worthy to receive the scrolls at the end of the story. He is, he's, he's dealt so kindly with us, his goodness, his mercy. And when we enter into this, we become different people, and that's how we live as new creations. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not a disciple of Moses. You're not a disciple of Job. You're a disciple. You're not a disciple of Apollos. You're not even a disciple of Paul. Yeah. You're a disciple and a son and a co-heir with the firstborn that created a brand new race in his Amen. name, Jesus Amen. Christ. That is your lineage. Why can't the, the enemy find you? Why can't the enemy get you? Because you are no longer underneath the lineage of Adam. You're underneath the lineage of, of Jesus Christ. You become this new creation. There's never been anything like us. So good. <laughs> we, and, and we need to live from this place of our new creation and, and live out the goodness of the Lord that he's that he's planned for us in the pathways and your dream is being unveiled. And as you transform your mind by the, by listening to this, you need to go over these, these podcasts and get this ingrained. The Bible says that the word of God goes in and make the crooked places straight. You're, you're, you're being allowed to get to the street called straight wow. where you're receiving your ability to see as your, as your mind is being transformed. And so when your mind is being transformed, your, your will is being fortified and your feelings are being trained and you're coming. Why? Because you're coming into alignment with your spirit who has become one with the spirit of the living God, according to first Corinthians 6, 17, my God, this has been a good episode. So don't forget to go on to, um, what's your website again? You know what? I'm going to give a different one. I haven't thought to do that until now, but. Yeah. For people that want a free resource on this. Okay, yeah. You, yeah. you have a book, if, don't you? Yeah, if they go to go.deanbriggs.com, go.deanbriggs.com slash new covenant. And you can download a free ebook uh, on this short, just uh, but it'll give you real nuggets to lay hold of. Uh, you can read it in an hour or two and it'll put your feet on a journey. Go.deanbriggs.com slash new covenant. Amen. Well, it's been my pleasure again, Dean. Uh, Barry, I love you, man. This has been great. This has been good. And it's been so good for everyone listening. And you know what? This is good stuff. People need to share your podcast. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I, and even I go in, I go into deeper, uh, 
into some others into the new creation the revelation and the realities of our new creation i do about six or seven maybe eight podcasts about that that's really really uh really listen you you've given me an advertisement i'm going to give you an advertisement people need to share if this has touched you if you feel fortified in your soul or liberated in your perspective if this has made you hungrier for god or understand scripture in a new way don't just keep it for yourself Come on now. Copy that link, text it to 10 friends, email it to five friends, put this out there, share it on Facebook. These are, these are things that the body of Christ needs to become awakened to. Desperately, desperately. So Dean, love you, man. Uh, I wish you were coming to Prince Albert with us. I know it, but but you know what? We're going to get it on. We're going to get there, Barry. Uh, The the borders are open and next year I'm getting, I'm coming to Canada, man. Yes, you are. Amen. Okay, uh, guys, if you want any more information on our ministry, on Take Charge Ministries, which is our um, charitable ministry, if you want more information on uh, our lives, you can go to www.barrymiracle.ca or wakeupintoyourdream.com, and you can get more information there. Love you guys, and until next week, this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach. Uh, Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.